We are in Yavamos Ayin Vav on the base 66b, and we are beginning a new Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah continues on the topic of those who are psule kahal, those who are not allowed to marry uh, into the regular kahal, the congregation, which we mentioned in the last Mishnah is referring to most Jews, with some exceptions. Uh, but most Jews, uh, the, the following category, they're not allowed to marry. And we're now discussing Amoni Umoavi, someone who's from the nation of Ammon and Moab. If they convert, so they are not allowed to marry most Jews, they are allowed to marry other converts, and other, including other converts from their nation, that converted from their nation. Uh, however, they are not allowed to marry most Jews. This halacha, this law, is not practical today, since uh, the t- days of Sancheriv and Nebuchadnezzar, um, people, nations were moved around, and so we don't know who was part of the original nation of Ammon and Moab. And so these laws, they don't uh, practically apply today, uh, but we'll discuss these laws in terms of uh, the limitations of these laws and other aspects about these laws of the fact that an, um, someone from Ammon and Moab, they're not allowed to marry most Jews. So they cannot marry. The Isur and Isur Olam, in fact, the prohibition to marry most Jews, they're allowed to marry other converts, but this prohibition applies for all future descendants. Uh, they are forever not allowed to marry uh, other Jews. However, However, it only applies to the men and not to the women. Hopefully we'll see in this recording <coughs> excuse me, why that is. Why is it that uh, there is, it is allowed for the women but not for the men? Mitri va'adomi, we'll also see the reason behind this prohibition. Uh, the Pasuk, we'll see this later on, but the verse tells us that uh, since they did not give uh, food and water to the Jewish people while, while they were in the desert, they did not have proper hakar satov, thanks for the Jewish people, it was something which was ingrained within them, within their trait, that they, they didn't have this trait of care and concern for others. And so therefore, they are not allowed to get married. They're allowed to convert, uh, but they're not allowed to get married unless it's uh, the women. The men are not allowed to, but the women can. The next group is Mitri Vadomi, somebody from Egypt or from Edom. So if they're from Egypt or they're from Edom... So they also are not allowed to marry most Jews. They're, they are allowed to marry other converts. Uh, but that only applies for three generations. And so if we have three uh, three generations of Egyptian converts, let's say, so then they become permissible to marry other Jews. However, when it comes to this, even though it's limited just to the first three generations, according to the first opinion, according to the Tanakhama, this applies with regards to the Egyptians and those from Edom. It applies both to the Men and to the women. Rabbi Shimon Matar Senakevus Miyad. However, Rabbi Shimon argues and he says that no, that women are allowed right away, just like by Amanu Moab. Amar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, what's his logic? So the Gemara will discuss this in greater, a greater length uh, later on, but it's not for this recording. But the Mishnah points out this is the second half of the Mishnah. What was the logic behind Rabbi Shimon? Kavachomer Advarim. It's based on a Kavachomer, it's based on a logical deduction. Now what? 
If it's true that in the case of Amun Moav, where it's forbidden to marry any of the men from Amun Moav, even after they convert for all future generations, and over there we allow the women to marry into the Jewish people, so then certainly in our case of those from Egypt or for those from Edom, where it's only for three generations, so then certainly we should allow the women right away. So the rabbis responded back, Amrullah, they said to him, If you are receiving this based off a, a tradition, so then we'll accept your words. Uh, but if it's based on your own logical argument, we have a response to that. And we'll see the response in the, in the Gemara in a later recording. It's not for now, but... And the Mishnah mentions that there's a response to that argument. Amr Lehem, Shimon says to them, Loki Allah Omar, he says, No, it's based off of a uh, Misora, it's based off, off of a tradition, and it's not something that I made up, says Rib Shimon, but it's based off of a tradition. So we have these two parts to the Mishnah. The first half of the Mishnah just uh, describes the various laws. When it comes to Amin and Moab, they are not allowed to marry anybody from the Jewish people, except for other converts and a few other exceptions. Um, uh, for all future generations. However, the women, they're all allowed to marry into the Jewish people. Uh, when it comes to the Egyptians and those from Edom, so the first opinion says that uh, everybody agrees that it's only for three generations. The third generation is allowed to marry in, but the first opinion says that this includes women. The prohibition is, includes women. And Shimon says that no, women are allowed right away. And that's the first half of the mission. The second half of the mission discusses the argument between Rabbi Shimon and the first opinion and they're back and forth. Okay, the Gemara for today will discuss as follows. What is the source? What is the source for the idea that women from Amun Mav are allowed to marry uh, within the Jewish people? If it's the men, so then they're not allowed to. But if it's women, so then they are, they are allowed to. So what's the source for this idea? Because it's not found explicitly in the Torah. So the Gemara says as follows, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, the Amar Kra, it says in the verse, V'kiros Sha'ol el Tzdavid Yotzei Likros HaPlishti. Sha'ol, Sha'ol saw, the king Saul, he saw David, David go out to the Plishti, go out to Goliath, to Goliath. Amar Lavner Sarat Tzavai, so Sha'ol is the king, he sees what's happening. He turns to Avner, uh, the head of his army, and he says, Ben Miza Hanar, Avner, Vayomer Avner, Dativ. He says, Who is this child? And Avner responds back and says, I don't know. So the Gemara interjects and says, Is it really possible that Shaul doesn't know who David is, who King David will ultimately will become King David, who this young child David is? But it, we, we had in the previous chapter in that story, it mentions that David was in front of Shaul and how Shaul loved David greatly and he worked for him. So rather, so how could he say who is, who is David? Rather, the Gemara says he must be talking about David's father. And to that, the Gemara asks as well, He doesn't know who David's father is. Who Yishai, his father is Yishai. Vaksiv, Aishbi, Me Shaul, Zakim, Baba, Nashim. The verse is in the context referring to Yishai, 
uh, it says that there was a man who was an older man uh, at the time of Shaul, and it's referring to Yishai. Va'amar Rabbi Timabar Rabbi Abba Zayishai Avi David. She nichnas b'chlusa v'yatza b'chlusa. He was a famous person. His father, King David's father Yishai, he would always enter and leave with many people, with multitudes. He would always come in and out with many, many people. Um, so he obviously he knew. Uh, Shaul knew who Yishai was. So Hachikamar Shaul. So this is what Shaul meant to say, not about his father, but about where he comes from. Where does David come from? Is he a descendant of Peretz? Or is he then descendant of Zerach from Yehuda? Where does he come from? What's the difference? If he comes from Peretz, so the language of Peretz, that means that he'll become the king. Because the king is allowed to be Peretz. Literally, he's allowed to break through. He's allowed to create a breach and no one can stop him. So that, that would mean that David could be the king. Uh, but if he's from Zerach, so it means that not that he'll be he'll be somebody who's very important, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it, it won't mean that he's the king. He won't be the king. In order to be the king, you have to be that person who's Peretz, who has that quality of the king. And uh, that was the question that Shaul had. So the Gemara says, "My taima, why did Shaul even begin with to ask about King David?" My time of Amrlay, Shalalay Dirsiv. Why was why was Shal even bothering to ask about David? Because he saw that David, it looked like David was going to become the king, as the Gemara explains. Dirsiv Ayabes Shal is David Madav Kimidasov. That Shal put his own clothing, the king's clothing, onto King David, and it fit perfectly. But it also says Dirsiv Beis Shal. It says about Shal Mishich Mova Malagavol Mikol Am that Shal was larger than anybody else, and yet it fit David. So the, we had this miracle that it fit David. Shaul started to understand that it looks like David's about to become the king. So while this is happening, Amr le Doeg Hadomi. So Doeg Hadomi, Doeg from Edom, he says to he says to Shaul, he says, How could David be the king? Why are you inquiring about whether or not he could be the king? Shaul love him love love. My time at the Kasa may Rusa Moavia. So Doeg Adomi, Doeg from Edom, tells Shaul, says, forget about him being the king. He can't even marry into the Jewish people. Why? Because he comes from Rus. Rus, he comes from Ruth, who is from Moab. So Rus converted. However, Ruth, she is from Moab. And so Doeg Adomi says, and this is why it connects to our Mishnah, Doeg Adomi says that if she is from Moab, she cannot marry most Jews. So King David also, he comes from Rus. He also cannot marry most Jews. He's not able to marry, enter, enter into the Kaal, enter into the congregation. And so how could you even entertain the possibility that he'll become the king? He can't become the king. He's from Moab. And he comes from Rus, who is from Moab. So Amrle Avner, Avner said back to Doiga, don't me no, our Mishnah Tanina. The verse says, Amoni from Amon, Velo Amonis, Moavi, Velo Moavis. It's an Amoni and not only a male, not a woman. And it's from Moab, Moavi, Velo Moavis, but not uh, someone from Moab who's a woman. Rus could marry into the Jewish people, and she did. And so David is fine. He comes from Rus. And so therefore David's fine. That's what Avner responds back. The question that the Gemara has, a pretty strong question, as we'll see. But if this is true, then in general, whenever the Torah uses the, says, refers to a mamzer, it only says it in a male 
not in the female. That seems to imply that if we have a daughter who is a mamzeres, she's a mamzeres, she's the child from an illicit relationship, uh, are we going to say that she's allowed to marry whoever she wants? We know a mamzer cannot. So if we're going to say Ammoni, specifically from Ammon and only the males, so then we should say the same thing by mamzer. So to that, the Gemara has an answer to. The next question, they don't, but to this, they have an answer to. Mamzer ksiv mumzar. When it comes to mamzer, Mamzer means mumzar. The Hebrew word mamzer comes from a strange blemish, meaning someone who comes from a forbidden relationship. And since that's where the word comes from, so the, the forbidden relationship applies both whether uh, the person is male or female. Uh, that applies both to children that are male or female. And so therefore, the prohibition for the mamzer to marry into the Jewish people applies both to male and female. So that's why I can understand that. But for an Ammoni... Uh, and from for Edom, that's specifically for the males, not for the not for the women. So the Gemara, this is the strong question. The Gemara has mitzri v'lo mitzris. What about when it says that an Egyptian? So maybe it's only an Egyptian male, not an Egyptian female. And we know that that's not true. Definitely, according to the first opinion, it's not true. It's only it applies to both. But according to your logic, just like it says Amon for the male and not for the female, so so to mitzri it says Egyptian that the Egyptian, if they convert, they're not allowed to marry most Jews. Uh, but it's not referring to the women. That's what it should be. But we know that that's not true. So how do you differentiate be, be, between the two? So that's a strong question. So the Gemara answers as follows. The Gemara answers, Shani hacha de mefarish time de crow. When it comes to Amin Moab, the verse tells us why, you're, why they're not allowed to marry most Jews. Because the verse says, Alasher lo kidmo eschem balechem uvamayim darko shal ish lekadem lo darko shal ish lekadem. Hayalahem lekadem nashem lukas nashem nashem lukas nashem ishtik. Uh, so they said that the verse tells us why you're not allowed to marry somebody from Ammon and from Moab. It's because they did not greet the Jewish people and give them bread and water. And it is normal for men to do that. Men were at fault at that time, not women. And so therefore there's a prohibition to marry the men and not the women. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, wait a minute. But the men could greet the men and the women could greet the women. So to that, the Gemara is quiet. They don't have a response. They don't know how to answer that. It's a strong question. Why is it in the end of the day... That there's a prohibition for men to marry. What, there's a prohibition only on the men and not for the women. The women also should have greeted the other women of the Jewish people. So they were quiet about that. So miyad right away. So when it refers to when it refers to the question that Shaul asks, who is this young lad? Who is this David? So sometimes he refers to him as a young child, as Na'ar, and sometimes as the word, the Hebrew word Ha'alim. So the Gemara expounds upon this and says Ha'alim really comes from hidden. And this is what Shal really meant to say. This is what Shal was saying. He says the Halacha Alim is hidden. The law is hidden from you. He's talking to Doeg and he says the law is hidden from you. Go find out what the law is. So find out, are you, is, was Rus allowed to marry mo, uh, into the Jewish people or not? Was she allowed to marry most Jews? So he goes into the base measure. He goes into the study halls and he finds out that really it is true. Only men, there's only prohibition for men, but not for women. So then Doeg uh, asks all the questions that we just asked. If this is true, so then it should be only the male Egyptians and not the female Egyptians. And they were quiet. 
Uh, they were silent. And Bailach and Doeg wanted to proclaim that David was disqualified from being the king. The famous David Amel, the famous King David Doeg, before he was appointed king, was going to disqualify him because Rus, he comes from Rus, and Rus married into the Jewish people. She's from Moab. She's not allowed to, said Doeg. Even though she's a woman, she's still not allowed to. But however, Miyad, right away, Vamasa ben Ish, Shmo Yisra, Yisraeli, Asher Bala, Vigabas, Nachash, Uksiv, Yisra, Yisraeli, there was this person, Amasa, who took his sword like an Arab, and he said, Whoever doesn't listen to this law right before their, right before this rejection of King David from being the king, he says, whoever doesn't listen to this, they'll, they'll uh, be girded by this sword. Uh, sorry, they'll be stabbed by the sword. Sorry. And what does it say? That this is what we this is the tradition that we have, that it's specifically for the men and not for the women. It's specifically for Amon for the men and not Amonis, not for the female. Amoavi, specifically for the men from Moab and not for the women. And so he comes along and he says that whoever doesn't listen will get stabbed. Um, and this is true. This is this is the true halacha. And so this is what he stated to make sure that King David, he's still fit to be the king. So the Gemara interjects and says, Do we really believe him when he says this? Whenever there's a Torah scholar where there's a question being asked of him, so then if he's being asked the question before it becomes practical, so then we listen to him. But if not, if it's happening right now, and potentially, according to according to many it impacts also the Torah scholar as well. So then he cannot just give an answer right away. It has to be a question which uh, is not yet practical. If it's already practical and it, and it impacts him, so then we're, we're concerned that, not that he'll lie straight up, but he'll misconfuse the facts or, or something like that he'll, because, because it becomes very practical and it's relevant to him. Uh, so we shouldn't listen to him. So in this case also we shouldn't listen to him. So the Gemara answers, no, we're allowed to listen to him here because he's saying that this was a tradition from the court. The court is still around. We could just go to the court and ask them. It's impossible. He wouldn't lie about this because we just the, the court of Shmuel is still around, uh, of Samuel. So therefore we could go and ask, we could go and ask uh, Shmuel. So the Gemara asks, ah, but we still have a question. Mikom makom kasha. We still have our original question. Our original question was that the women should go out to greet the women and give them food and water. That it should apply equally to the men and to the women. And so here the Gemara answers, no. The Gemara answers that no, even so, it is not the way of women to go out, even to greet the other women. That their honor is to be uh, private to not publicize their actions that they shouldn't publicize their actions so therefore they should in its ideal form they should be more private like Sarah they say like Sarah Sarah was in the tent um, and to be to be more private and so therefore they are not held accountable for the fact that they didn't go outside to read others because that's not something that they should be doing and so rather it's only the men and so in the end of the day in the end of this whole discussion it's only the men who are not allowed to marry into the Jewish people from Ammon and from Moab, but the women are. The women are allowed to. Again, just to emphasize, 
Um, this does not apply nowadays. It doesn't apply nowadays because we don't know who comes from Ammon and who comes from Moab. Okay, let's do a few more lines uh, in the Gemara to, to complete this topic. Kitanai. In fact, this seems to be there's a dispute amongst the, the, the rabbis from the times of the Mishnah. What is the exact source for this idea? Either it's Amoni Vlo Amodis, Moab Vlo Moabis, Divir Rabbi says it's because we do in fact say that it specifically says the men from Ammon are not, and inference is not the women, or not the women from Moab. Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's based on the Pasuk that we quoted earlier. That because the reason for the prohibition is because they didn't go out to give bread and water, that's only a reason not to marry the men, but not for the women. Okay. Darish Rava, Rava taught. We have this in Tehillim. It says, David said, King David said, You have loosened my bands. That you opened up uh, two things that were holding me back, preventing me from being the king. One is Rus uh, Because he comes from Rus and also from uh, Nama. Because Nama was the mother of Rechavam, one of the kings from the. Uh, from King David's uh, dynasty. And so he says that you you have allowed me. He, says, he tells the God, you have allowed me because I come from Rus, who's from Moab, and Nama is from Ammon. And so because you, God, you said that, that the women are allowed to get married, that's how I was able to become king, and Rechavim also was able to become king. Darish Rava. Rava again expounds upon the following verse. My Dasif, what does it mean? Rabo niflo that it says in Tehillim also, in Psalms, many things you have done for me, Hashem. Your wonders and your thoughts are upon us. What does it say, us? It should be me referring to King David. Because since Rechavam was on David's uh, lap, he was his grandson. Uh, Rechavam was King David's grandson. And so then it's referring to both of them. The both of them have this uh, thanks to God for allowing their um, their ancestors to join into the Jewish people. Darish Rava. Last uh, last uh, point from Rava. My Dilsev Azamarti Hini Basi Bemegila Sefer Kosov Alai. What does it mean in Tehillim and Psalms when it says, Here I have come in the scroll in the Megillah Sefer that it's written about me, that I am found, David, King David is saying, I am found in the Torah itself. I didn't realize, I only thought that I've come now, that I was only created now at the time of birth, but I didn't realize that I was already written in the Torah itself. Because it says, because it says in the Torah, that your daughters are found here, the daughters of Lot, they are found here. I'm going to Moab. Um, and and it also says in Tehillim it says about David that he was found and uh, he was he found David and what it means is that he was found amongst the daughters of Lot because Lot the daughters of Lot uh, had were the mothers of Ammon and Moab they were from Ammon and Moab they had the children Ammon and Moab and David King David and Rechavam who's also part of the royal dynasty, they come from them, and so they are actually found in the Torah itself, and it was completely permissible because 
of the fact that we know that it only applies to men. The prohibition only applies to men, but it does not apply to the women. We will continue, as the Gemara continues, on to a new side topic uh, in the coming recording.